Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udzu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlil fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu amma ba'd all praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Peace and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family, his friends, and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, none can misguide. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguides, none can guide. And I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the final messenger of Allah azza wa jal. O servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is amongst the general etiquette that a believer, a believing male and female, that we should observe when making dua, when making supplications to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the well-being of the Muslims. That we ask and we invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the well-being of both Muslim males and females as well as those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether they are living or whether they have passed on and every Muslim each and every Muslim wishes that their brothers and sisters invokes blessings and makes dua for them and know that this is in accordance with the guidance of all the prophets. Not just of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but the anbiya that came before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَاسْتَوْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكَ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Seek forgiveness for your shortcomings and for the sins of the believing men and women. Now as we know Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he was ma'asum as all the other anbiya as well that he was sinless. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us as an ummah that all of us, we need to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if one looks at Nabi Nuh, the Nabi Nuh, he makes a dua. And this is found in Surah Nuh, verse number 29. 
where he says, Rabbi ghfirli wali walidayya wali man dakhala bayti ya mu'mina wali mu'minina wal mu'minat wala tazidil zalimina illa tabara. So he says, oh my Lord, forgive me. Forgive my parents and whoever enters my house in faith. So you have your uncle, your auntie, your Muslim friends, they come visit you at home, they come share a meal with you, someone is maybe not sharing the best of health, make dua for them. <coughs> Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive them. And then he says, وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ And for the believing males and females. And then he makes a dua. And he ends of this dua and he says, And only increase the wrongdoers in destruction. That if the wrongdoers, if those that don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if there is supposed to be any increase for them, then the only increase for them is in destruction. If we look at Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, then he invokes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. And he says, رَبَّنَا وَفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ That he says, Oh my Lord, Oh our Lord, forgive me my parents and the believers on the day when the judgment will come to pass. So on that day when we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then know that this day of Qiyamah, this day of judgment, this is the day where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings forward all our deeds. Those salah that we did, that zakah that we paid, the fasting in the month of Ramadan, fasting outside the month of Ramadan, the tilawah of Quran, the adhkar that we made, all those good things, it comes forward on this day. But not only the good things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also takes us to account for the wrong that we did. We made riba of this one. We cursed that one. We stole from someone else. We swore our neighbor. Whatever wrong we did, and we never ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And we never ask that person if we harm someone else for their forgiveness. Then know on this day, the day of Qiyamah, we are going to be taken account. Like how we see today, those that wrote matric last year, they were all extremely anxious, right? Last night most of them couldn't sleep properly. Why? Because they went to school today. Not to go study, but to get their results. They went to go get their results. 
And each and every one of them knew exactly. I only put 50% effort in. So he's generally going to get 50% marks. Someone else put in 70%. That's what they're going to get. As the English saying goes, what you sow is what you're going to reap. Right? You ask the farmer, he farms nothing, he puts nothing in the soil, but he expects apples. Is apples going to come? No apples will come. So what we did on this dunya, it's going to come forward on the day of Qiyamah. And know that nothing is going to benefit us. Our wealth won't benefit us. No, our children is going to benefit us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ That neither your wealth nor your children is going to benefit you on that day. إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except that person that meets Allah with a pure heart. That person that worshipped Allah correctly. The person that believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly. When they made dua, they made dua to Allah. When they called out, they called out to Allah. That person, believe in male or female, on that day when they stand in the court of Allah, when all other courts are closed, when all other kings and presidents and leaders and prime ministers, when they have no say, when only Allah Azza wa Jal is in charge, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the judge, then how are we going to meet Allah on that day? And no... My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he taught us with regards to dua that how many people out there they're not experiencing the best of health. Some more ill, more sick than others. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he taught us and the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says ma min abdin muslim there is no muslim worshipper ya'udu maridan who visits the one that is ill lam yahdur ajaluhu other than at a time of death fayaqulu and he says seven times As'alullah al-Azim I ask Allah the Magnificent Rabb al-Arsh al-Azim Lord of the Magnificent Throne Ayyashfika illa ufiha to cure you. So you visit the sick and you say, Oh Allah, cure him or cure her. Except that this person will be cured. وَكَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِذَا أَتَى الْمَرِيدِ 
And when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he would meet, he would go and visit someone that is ill. And this is of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Something that all of us can implement. And nowadays, things have become so easy. You can just pick up the phone. You can send a WhatsApp message. Or you can go visit the person physically. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he would pass his right hand over his spouses, over his wives when they were ill. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would utter and he would say, Allahumma rabban nas adhibil ba's, ishfihi wa anta shafi, la shifa'a illa shifa'u, shifa'a la yuhadiru saqwama. He would invoke Allah and he would say, Oh Allah, the Lord of the people, remove the trouble and heal this patient. For you are the healer, no healing is of any avail but yours. Healing that will leave no ailment or no traits of the sickness behind. So this is of the prophetic teachings. That when you visit someone that is ill, we don't spend one hour, two hours, three hours. And you know, if you go to a hospital and you go visit someone, and maybe the person is a bit in a critical situation, then you will find the nurses, they will come and they say, you know, please, just two, three minutes. Because they know generally, and this wallah is out of love for the person that this Muslim community have. You know, we'll go to the hospital, we spend time, we spend longer than we're supposed to be there. But the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa is that you go, you recite surah Fatiha, you make this du'as that we uttered, you give the person glad tidings. Sometimes we find we go to hospital and you know the person's not experiencing the best of health and you say, yeah, you know, you really look down. Instead of giving glad tidings, you know, you say, mashallah, you're looking strong today. Even if the person seems weak, but give them bushra, give them glad tidings, lift their spirits up, but you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure them. Then another point, that there is no deceased confined in his qabr or her qabr, bound by their deeds and what their hands have sent forth. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders us as an ummah to supplicate for our brothers and our sisters that have passed on. Allah azza wa jal says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اُفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجَعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُفُ الرَّحِيمِ and those who come after them, they will make dua and they will pray. They invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they say, Oh our Lord, forgive us and our fellow believers who preceded us in Iman. Those people that passed away before us, those Muslims. And do not allow bitterness into our hearts, ghil. Towards those who believe. Oh our Lord indeed you. 
are ever gracious and the most merciful. Now here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us a very important point. And that is we should remove all types of malice and hatred from our hearts. Allah has granted my neighbor to have more than me. So what do I say? That is the rhetoric here in Cape Town. We tend to get jealous if someone else is going a bit far in life. That shouldn't be the case. When your Muslim brother or sister is succeeding, when they are doing well, when they have a good job, when they have a good education, be happy for them. Praise them. Encourage them. And this is a sickness that we have in this ummah. And many a times, instead of looking for something good in the fellow mu'min, in the fellow believer, what do we do? We try to bring them down. Yes, you find people, they do wrong. And if there's wrong, it needs to be corrected. They need to be advised. But this is in its place as well. But generally, we should not just be putting people down all the time. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we find in our communities and in our societies that there are poor people amongst us. There are Muslims who do not have shelter. There are Muslims who don't have food to satisfy their hunger. Nor do some of them have clothing to cover themselves. And indeed amongst them, they are those that are destroyed by droughts, by famine. And all that they are looking for is to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they know, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, that we find that they are Muslims today, our brothers and sisters, that they are afflicted by trials and devastating wars. Look at your mothers and your fathers. Look at your brothers and your sisters in Gaza, in Palestine. Over 25,000 killed from October the 7th. What about all those brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers that were killed from the 1940s? And we see that it's not just in Palestine. If you look at Kashmir, if you look at Chechnya, if you look at Central Africa, you look at Iraq, you look at Afghanistan, you look at Yemen, then you will find that all these lands they are faced by the enemies of Islam that have declared war against our brothers and sisters. And know that the sacred blood of a Muslim is being spilled. That know that many of our women, our mothers and our sisters and our daughters are being violated. That know that many of the children, they are orphaned. And know that many's wealth has been usurped by the enemies of Islam. 
O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and when looking and watching the news, or listening to the radio, or reading some message on WhatsApp, then this brings pain to the heart. And the least that we can do is call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us. And this is what the ulama refer to as kunut an-nazila. A supplication for calamities that befall the Muslim ummah. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for a month or just over a month. In Salatul Fajr, in Salatul Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib and Isha. In the last raka'ah, when coming up from Ruku, one narration says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he invoked Allah and he said, Allahumma anji ayyash ibn Abi Rabi'ah, Allahumma anji al-walid ibn al-walid, Allahumma anji salamat ibn Hisham, Allahumma anji al-mustadhafina min al-mu'mineen, Allahumma shdud. وطاعتك على مضر اللهم اجعلها عليهم سنينك سني يوسف The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he said سمي الله لمن حمده this companion that narrates this hadith he said I heard him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say in this last raka'ah of the Isha Allah save Ayyash ibn Abi Rabi'ah Oh Allah Save Al-Walid ibn Walid Oh Allah Save the weak people Amongst the believers Oh Allah Be hard Says Oh Allah Be hard on the tribe of Muda Because at this time They were at war with the Muslims Oh Allah Inflict years of drought Upon them, meaning upon the enemies, like the years of drought of the Prophet Yusuf, alayhi salatu wassalam. And know, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Innamal mu'minuna ikhwatu. That indeed the believers. They are but brothers to one another. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ بَعْدُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضِ That the believers, both men and women, <coughs> are guardians and protectors of one another. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informed us in a hadith that is found in the sahih, of Imam al-Muslim, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, مَثَلُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي تَوَادِّهِمْ وَتَرَاحُمِهِمْ وَتَعَاطُفِهِمْ مَثَلُ جَسَدِ إِذَا اشْتَكَى مِنْهُ عُدْوٌ تَدَاعَلَهُ سَائِرُ الْجَسَدِ بِسَهَرِ وَالْحُمَّةِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that the similitude of the believers of this ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of the Muslims 
in regard to mutual love, affection, fellow feeling, is that of one body. When any limb, right, you walk outside and Allah forbid, you tumble, you trip, you have a cut in your knee, your leg is sore, your head feels pain, then know that this whole body feels pain because of the sleeplessness and fever. And how many of us, when watching the news, when hearing stories of what is happening to our brothers and sisters in Palestine, then we have sleepless nights. But know that the weapon of the believer, that know the weapon of the believer is to call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like many of us might not have money to send. Many of us cannot be there physically to assist. But the least that we can do, whether we are ill, whether we are not ill, whether we are rich, whether we are poor, is to invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to call unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make dua for them. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he also informs us, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Al-Muslimuna karajuli wahid. That the Muslims are like one body of a person. Inishtaka aynuhu, ishtaka kulluhu. That if the eye is sore, then know that the whole body will feel that pain. Wa inishtaka ra'sahu, ishtaka kulluhu. And if your head pains, then know that your whole body pains. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I end off and I leave you with a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. With the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Ma min abdin muslim. There is no muslim slave. There is no slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is a muslim. يَدْعُوا لِأَخِيهِ بِظَهْرِ الْغَيْبِ That he makes dua for his brother in his brother's absence. So you're sitting at home at night. You know that your brother's or sister's going through some form of difficulty. And you raise your hands. And you call unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you say, Oh Allah, fulan is going through some type of difficulty. They lost their business. Their house burned down. Their son is on drugs. Oh Allah, help those that are in Palestine. Oh Allah, aid those that are suffering throughout the world. But no one knows about this. Nobody knows about this. It's only you and Allah. Then take note what the Prophet ﷺ says. Next. Illa qala al-malak. Except that an angel will say, Walaka mithl. And the same for you. So imagine, you're looking for that million rand. Right? 
So you make dua for Fulan. Oh Allah, grant Fulan the million. Now Fulan doesn't know. But then what does the Malaika say? Same for you. Oh Allah, grant my friend Jannah to Firdaus. Oh Allah, grant us to be good Muslims. No one knows about this. What does the angel say? Right? And they always say, I'm going to leave you on this, that they say when you like this, mustn't ask or in front of your wife for the second wife, for your friend, because what will happen? Then the angel will say, and the same for you. Right? So if you do that, you need to do that in silence. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us success. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ease the affairs of this ummah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all those that are sick to grant them shifa, all those that have passed on, that Allah grants them high place in Jannah. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdika ashadu wa la ilaha illa astawfiruka wa tubu ilayka. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.